Chapter Two of *The Privilege of Pain*. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cassie. *The Privilege of Pain* by Caroline Kim Mills Everett. Chapter Two: Soldiers and a Sailor of all vocations the profession of arms is the one for which it might be supposed that a perfect physique is the most essential yet alexander caesar alfred the great john of bohemia torstensen le grand conde and his great rival turin luxembourg napoleon general wolfe and finally lord nelson are proofs to die contrary alexander the great singular even among men of action for the splendor of his imagination was an epileptic so also was julius caesar the latter was often attacked by his malady on the very field of battle alfred so justly called the great was stricken in his twentieth year by a mysterious disease which caused him intense pain and from which he was never afterwards free the extent and diversity of his activities are however almost incredible he excelled as a soldier politician and administrator he was also a scholar and the revival of learning which took place under his reign was due solely to his efforts king john of bohemia stands out as the most romantic and chivalrous figure of the middle ages he dazzled his contemporaries by his exploits and his reputation for valor has never been exceeded he was overtaken by blindness at the age of forty-three but strapped to his horse continued to lead his armies to battle for six years this blind hero successfully resisted all the attacks of the emperor louise and his allies his heroic death at the battle of crecy was a fitting conclusion to a gallant life according to camden the ostrich feathers and the model ishtin born ever since by the prince of wales originally formed the crest of king john and were first assumed by the black prince as a token of the admiration with which his antagonist inspired him conde known to history as le grand conde was so delicate in childhood that he was not expected to reach maturity and his nervous system was at no time to be trifled with during his innumerable campaigns he was a constant martyr to fevers and other maladies but these seldom interfered with his untiring energy or his capacity for work he had also the power of arousing the enthusiasm of his followers they said of him in the midst of misfortune conde always maintains the character of a hero turin is one of the captains whose campaigns napoleon recommended all soldiers to read and reread physical infirmities and an impediment in his speech hampered his career in youth however by devoting himself to bodily exercises he succeeded in a measure in overcoming his weaknesses but to the end he never possessed a normal physique count torstensen the brilliant swedish field marshal 
celebrated after gustavus adolphus as the hero of the thirty years war and compared to napoleon for the rapidity with which he was able to move his troops had frequently to lead his army from a litter as his infirmities would not permit him to mount a horse he is considered by experts to have been a greater man than his opponent tilly although the latter strangely enough has a more widespread reputation apropos luxembourg and william the third although the latter should be included among the statesmen i will quote a passage from macaulay in such an age sixteen ninety four bodily vigor is the most indispensable qualification for a warrior at the battle of landon two poor sickly beings who in a rude state of society would have been considered too puny to bear part in combats were the souls of two great armies and further on it is probable that the two feeblest in body among the hundred and twenty thousand soldiers that fought at near winden were the hunchbacked dwarf luxembourg who urged forward the fiery onset of france and the asthmatic skeleton william the third who covered the slow retreat of england napoleon was an epileptic and lord nelson at the height of his efficiency had lost an arm and an eye and what is even more remarkable was so it is said sick every time he went to sea or whenever the weather was exceptionally rough general wolfe although only thirty-two years old was already a man of shattered health when he undertook his famous expedition against quebec in spite of disheartening failures and the torture of an internal malady he finally won the decisive victory which wrested quebec from the french during the battle he was twice wounded but refused to leave the field until a third bullet pierced his lawn he survived only long enough to give a final order for cutting off the retreat and breathed his last murmuring now god be praised i will die in peace let us consider for a moment what made these men preeminent it was not courage caesar and napoleon were no braver than thousands of their followers nor was it the capacity for endurance what then was the secret of their power i answer unhesitatingly imagination no leader has been without it and the greatest leaders are the men who have had it to a superlative degree napoleon recognized its mysterious sway for it was he who said imagination rules the world now imagination is the very quality we find most frequently allied to ill health i beg to call your attention that with the exception of le grand conde and possibly napoleon not one of these men would have passed his medical it is certainly curious that the profession of arms the most physically exacting of all professions is the only one whose greatest examples have without exception been tainted with disease End of chapter two Recording by Cassie